Hi listeners, it's Kat here from Cast a Guest. I just wanted to take a quick minute outside of the show to let you know about empowerment coaching. I know this is probably confusing a lot of people right now. Outside of telling you about true crime, I work as a life coach, helping others achieve their goals, break down barriers, eliminate limiting beliefs, or anything else a person may need guidance to achieve their most authentic life. The world has been upside down since 2020, and I know a lot of us may be lost, confused, or unsure as to what we want and how to get there. If you think speaking with a life coach may help you, please feel free to contact me at alteregowellness at outlook.com or at alteregowell on Instagram. Okay, now back to our show. Hey there, folks. Mm. That's right. You just sat down and tuned in to another episode of Castacast. We got a really fucked up one for you today, but they're all fucked up. So, without further ado, here's a little tickle of what we have in store for you today. We got audio equipment, Drano, a pen through the ear, and a suicide. If you're thinking, oh fuck, are they, is Castagas trying to prepare us for a new 50 celebrity cover of John Lennon's Imagine with the beautiful, talentless voices of such stars, of such profound stars as Ellen, Tom Hanks, Greta Thunberg, Trevor Noah, and Gal Gadot? I hope you're fucking wrong. That would be the only way to listen to fucking garbage like that. But no, no, today we are talking about the hi-fi murders. This one's gonna suck. But what else do you gotta do for 30 minutes? I'm John. And I am Kat. She's not here. She's making some, she's boiling some eggs. And this is Castagast. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hey. Oh, I see you sitting there. I hear you. And you want to hear some fucking murder and mayhem. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What what the fuck do we have today? We have a story of true crime. Is it a good one? I don't think that's a good good question. Am I going to be right pissed by the end of this? Uh, I mean, the story is pretty horrific, but you might be like happier with the outcome (laughs) considering the kind of asshole you are and how desensitized you have been it should be just fine we have uh we're in a transition period of our lives right now as john and i are house hunting so we are filming uh in a new home but not our permanent home yet yeah uh and I have a meowing cat at my feet, so there might be some new interesting noises in the background. Yeah. So, For those of you who are in your 30s or even your 20s and are house hunting for the first time, first home buyers, you can appreciate how much we have to drink every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, fuck Trudeau. Well, on that note, why don't you give us our uh, brief disclaimer? Okay. Like, cue, cue the music. Cue the music. Um. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. We here at Castagast like to put a light touch on true crime. We're like the gentle grazing of the fingertips upon the taint of true crime. (laughs) Just a, a little bit of something to tickle your fancy. And we do this because if we don't, if we don't put a little bit of levity into true crime, then we get right fucking depressed. And really, with house hunting in Canada, that's as much depression as we can fucking stand right now. So if you're not into insulting and belittling and ridiculing murders, rapists, and their shithole families that created them, and every other asshole who makes the criminals' lives easier, if you're not into that, you're probably a Trudeau voter. You're probably a fucking asshole and an idiot. So, fuck off. For the rest of you, grab something uh, alcoholic. I recommend something past 40 proof. Especially if you're trying to buy a home and listen to this for recreation. And let's sit together and get pissed off while we get right pissed. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you for that. All right. Are you you ready? Yep. Let's get on with the goddamn show. All right. Today we are going to be talking about the Hi-Fi murders. On April 22, 1974, 18-year-old Michelle Ainsley and 20-year-old Stanley Walker were just about to close up for the night at the Hi-Fi shop, an audio store located in Ogden, Utah, where they were employees. But before they could finish their shift that night, Dale Pierre and William Andrews and Keith Roberts had entered the store. A guy named Keith. They- Ugh. They came in armed with handguns and a getaway vehicle waiting for them outside. The men forced both Michelle and Stanley into the basement of the hi-fi shop and bound them. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Dale, William, and their other accomplice began loading up their getaway cars with home audio equipment. During the robbery, 16-year-old Courtney Naisbitt had entered the store, wanting to thank Stanley and Michelle for letting him park his car in their store lot. Oh my goodness. The men quickly grabbed Courtney and tied him up in the basement as well. Later on that evening, Stanley's father, Orrin Walker, grew worried that his son had not come home yet from his shift. Oh my god, that guy has the greatest fucking name. I know. Orrin Walker. Yeah. That's um, that's amazing. So he got worried that Stanley hasn't come home yet, so he headed to the store. Courtney Naisbitt's mother did the same thing when her son hadn't come home from his errand. Once they arrived at the store, they were both taken hostage and tied up in the basement. Oh my god, like they're going to have the entire town in the basement of this store at this rate. We now have Stanley and his father, Orrin, Michelle, Courtney Nesbitt, and his mother, Carol, tied up, being held hostage in the basement. How much fucking rope did these people have? (laughs) Like, holy shit. William Andrews had left the building momentarily and returned back to the basement holding a paper bag that held a bottle of Drano, the liquid drain cleaner. Oh, fuck no. He then ordered Stanley's father, Orrin, to make the other hostages drink it, but Orrin refused. Dale then gagged Orrin and made him lay face down on the basement floor. 
Dale Pierre made all the hostages sit up in a sitting position and force them to drink the Drano. Are you fucking? Are you fucking kidding me? This is how he does it. He told Holy them. Holy shit! He told them it was vodka mixed with sleeping medication. Immediately after drinking the drain cleaner, the hostages' mouths broke out in blisters and burns. Oh my god! Also, burning their tongues, throats, and the flesh around their mouths started eating and melting away. Oh my god! Dale and William then tried taping their mouths shut so they couldn't spit out any of the Drano, but the blisters and wounds prevented the tape from sticking. Stanley was the last to be given any Drano, but instead he had let the Drano pour out of his mouth and he had just pretended to convulse and scream after he had seen that the others did that after taking the Drano. Dale started growing frustrated that the hostages were not dying fast enough. Are you fucked? Like, you're fucking feeding them Drano? You think they're just going to collapse? Like, it's not arsenic, you fuck? Well, he had seen a film where a woman was forced to drink Drano, and then she just keeled over and died. But realizing that real life is not a movie, he was growing angry and impatient. Oh my god, he, he learned something. You know, you're never too young to learn something. Like that fucking movies aren't real, you fucking idiot. He pulled out his gun and shot Carol and her son Courtney, execution style, in the back of their heads. The shot killed Carol, but Courtney was still alive. Oh my god, holy fuck. Dale then shot Stanley's father, Oren, but missed. He then turned his attention to Stanley, fatally shooting him. He then shot his father again, the bullet just nicking the back of his head. Oh, really? Dale then took Michelle to the corner of the basement and forced her to remove her clothes at gunpoint. He then raped her repeatedly. Oh, fuck off, you fucking piece of garbage. After his assault on Michelle, he allowed her to use the washroom under his supervision and then dragged her back to the other hostages while still naked. He threw her face down onto her stomach and shot her in the back of the head. During Orrin Walker's testimony later on, he stated that Michelle's last words were, quote, I'm too young to die. Oh, my End God. quote. Like, why would he even let her use the washroom if he was just planning on killing her? Like, what, it, how fucking horrible and scary that would have been. William and Dale now realized that Orrin was still breathing. So Dale straddled his back, sitting on top of him, wrapped a wire around Orrin's neck, and tried strangling him, but was unsuccessful. So both Dale and William put a pen in Orrin's ear and kicked the pen into his head. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Orrin's eardrum was punctured, breaking the pen, and it exited out of the out of his throat. Are you oh, what the fuck? Both Dale and William went back upstairs, finished loading up their vans, and left the hi-fi shop. All this fucking garbage for some audio equipment. I know. That's fucking ridiculous. The victims of that night were 18-year-old Sherry Michelle Ainsley, who was engaged to be married. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. 52-year-old Carol Nesbitt, Courtney's mother, who passed away from her gunshot wound to the head. 20-year-old Stanley Orrin Walker, who was shot and killed by Dale Pierre. The hostages were found three hours later when Stanley's mother and her other son came to the shop looking for her son and husband. Her other son could hear noises coming from the basement. He was able to break down the door while his mother called the Ogden police. Carol Nesbitt was taken to hospital by ambulance, but she was declared dead upon arrival. Oh, fuck. Her son Courtney was rushed to the hospital, not expected to survive his wounds, but he did. However, he did suffer permanent brain damage and had a hospital stay that lasted 266 days. Jesus fucking Christ. 
Stanley Walker's father, Oren, survived his wounds. He suffered from extensive burns to his mouth from the Drano and had massive ear damage from the pen. Oh my god. After news broke out about the torture and robbery, an unnamed employee of the Air Force called police and stated to them that his co-worker, William Andrews, a fellow Air Force employee, had made a comment to him a few months back that he was going to rob the hi-fi shop one of these days and that he would kill anyone in the way. What? How the fuck did that come up in a conversation? Yeah, I know. Just around the water cooler. Just just like, you know, they were just chilling, having like a, a, a cocoa on the tarmac <laughs> as they watched the fucking like goddamn planes go up. Hey, you know what, Ted? Oh, what's up? What's up, uh, William? I, th- You know what? I think... Uh, I'm going to rob the hi-fi store. Oh, yeah? 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 Slurps his fucking cocoa. (laughs) Why do you want to do that? Ah, you know, I just want some audio equipment. I'm just going to kill everyone in there. Really? (laughs) Wow. And then sit on it for a few months. And I... Why don't we go back inside and I'm just not going to talk to HR. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see you at the poker game tonight. (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah, so he made that comment and that he would kill anyone in the way. A few hours after that, two teenage boys who were dumpster diving near the Air Force Base found the hostage victims' purses and wallets. They immediately called the police, which good on the teenage boys, you know. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> They were dumpster diving and found this stuff and thought, hey, we should probably call the police on it. Yeah. <laughs> should we shower first? <laughs> we'll just say we were throwing out some pizza boxes. <laughs> When the detectives arrived at the scene of the dumpsters, he had a feeling that the killers may be in the crowd or close by. So the detective put on quite a show. He picked up each piece of evidence with tongs and waved them in the air, taunting the killers and speaking dramatically about each piece of evidence. Oh my god, this is amazing. Most onlookers and servicemen in the crowd were just standing still watching the spectacle, except for two men who seemed uneasy, pacey, and very jittery. These two men were Dale Pierre and William Andrews, who were stationed at the Hill Air Force Base close by. The detective arrested these two men and obtained a search warrant for their barracks. During their search, they found hi-fi shop flyers and a receipt for a storage facility. When opening the storage unit, they found all the stolen audio equipment taken from the hi-fi shop hours earlier, as well as a half-empty bottle of Drano, the liquid drain cleaner. Dale Pierre, William Andrews, and Keith Leon Roberts were charged with aggravated robbery and first-degree murder. Holy fuck. Dale, William... I know. Like, that that was just hours afterwards. Yeah, hours. Dale, William, and Keith's joint trial started on October 15th, 1974. On the 16th of November, so about a month later... Dale Pierre and William Andrews were convicted of all charges. Keith Roberts was convicted of robbery. Dale and William were sentenced to death. Oh, yes. And Keith Roberts was sentenced to five years to life. He was released 13 years later in 1987. (laughs) He's thinking, oh, five years, maybe I'll get out. No, 13 years, you fucking cunt. Oren Walker and Byron Nesbitt were the star witnesses. Sadly, Courtney Nesbitt suffered from amnesia and couldn't testify. Jeez, it was that fucking horrible, eh? Holy shit. 
Dale Pierre was 21 years old at the time of the crime, and he was executed in 1987 at the age of 34. Amazing. He declined a last meal and spent the day fasting and singing hymns. Oh, fuck that garbage, you fucking piece of shit. William Andrews was 19 at the time of his crime. He was executed in 1992 at the age of 37. His last meal was a banana split. Oh, what a fucking loser. His last words were, quote, Thanks to those who tried so hard to keep me alive. I hope they continue to fight for equal justice after I'm gone. Oh, what a piece of shit thing to say. Tell my family goodbye and I love them. End quote. they raised a fucking cunt. And they're cunts themselves. Like, fuck off. Piece of garbage. Keith Roberts was 19 years old and was paroled in 1987, as we know. He died by suicide on (laughs) August 8th, 1992. Nice. About it was about a week before uh, William um, Andrews's execution. Was it um, like was it like a legit suicide or I was think, there any? Well, not that not that anyone would look into this fucker offing himself. He did the world a favor. Well, but just my research said suicide. They, they didn't go into. Well, good. Mm. At least he's dead. The piece of shit. The detective from the dumpster scene was awarded later on from the Utah Justice Department for his techniques. Oh yeah, no kidding. That was that was just, the most so seventies. Uh, that was too. the most efficient fucking shit right mm-hmm. there. Just reading, he must have been like a body language expert or something. Oh yeah, holy mm. fuck! That was like some Serpico. Yeah, like I'm gonna just do some acting today. Yeah. and draw with these bastards. Courtney Naisbitt suffered from chronic pain and brain damage from his injuries at the hi-fi shop. Oh, fuck. He was able to complete high school but couldn't finish college. He married in 1985 but sadly passed away in 2002 at the age of 44. Oh, fuck. The last survivor, Orden Walker, passed away in 2000 at the age of 69. Holy fuck. Yeah. Like, how do you just go on? How do you go on after witnessing shit like that? I know. I know. Fuck, that's so fucking horrible. That would, like, haunt you every fucking day. So that's uh, Stanley Walker, 20-year-old Stanley Walker, 18-year-old Michelle Ainsley. Her... In all the research I did, she went by Michelle, but her full name was Sherry Michelle Ainsley. And then that was um, Courtney's mother. And then those are the... Um, the fucking assholes. Yeah, those are the are the ones that committed the crime. Just some crime scene photos. They look like a bunch of cunts. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it was Dale Pierre kept appealing because he claimed like racial bias for the the jury's decision. Um, and oh, fuck off. All that's in our show notes too, in one of the articles. But he got a extension on his execution date. Be, well, they looked into that. His execution date came and went, and yeah. then he, his lawyer tried going after another one. And for some reason, I can't recall what that one was for, but that an, another extension was granted. And then his lawyer tried filing for another one, just kept trying to push back this execution date. And the judge just said, I will drive him to the execution myself. He is oh he is getting executed on this day, like no more ex- extensions. And then, sure enough, you know what? Like, if this happened today, with these useless fucking liberal woke pieces of shit, they wouldn't fucking be executed. And not a lot of places are are execution states, and anyways, you know, more and more going away with that. I, I 
feel like. You have to have an unbiased jury. I understand that. But in the 70s, you just murdered innocent people. I'm sure some names were called that were probably not right. But at that time, you just murdered innocent people. Oh, yeah. I don't care what and anyone you were fucking guilty. calls you. You were guilty. Like, all the evidence was at your barracks and your storage unit like you were guilty so you put yourself in the way of of unfortunately being judged and having a lot of people being angry at you well you know and it's it's what uh what did martin luther king jr say like don't judge me on the the uh, color of my skin but for my character yeah by the content of my character well you guys we will judge you on the content of your character and you're fucking assholes. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, when you fucking do something like that, you waive the right. You, you're, all your rights are gone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if someone fucking calls you a racial slur at that mm-hmm. point because you're not even a fucking human being, yeah, you piece of shit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're, you're not even a human. Like, it, it's wrong to call them any racial slurs yeah. because they're not even fucking human beings yeah, and they exactly. don't deserve to live. Yeah. Fucking assholes. What so a that's... bunch of fucking <clears throat> scumbags. That's the story of the hi-fi murders. They were all in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how is it that that fucking happens? Like, the Air Force, like, the military, like, that's so disciplined. You gotta go through boot camp. And mm-hmm. they, like, maybe someone who came back from war and is fucked up to become a criminal. But, like, mm-hmm. I knew people in, uh, like, real asshole kids in school who were sent to, like, boot camp. Mm-hmm. And that fucking straightened them right up. Yeah. And who's to say that these pieces of shit didn't attack this hi-fi shop just out of their pure fucking racial prejudices? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what was the reason? What was the fucking reason of attacking that fucking shop? Well, to say months before, too, like, this was very premeditated. Yeah. Like, just to want to rob this store in particular. Yeah. And just, I'll kill anyone who's in my way. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder what led to that. Like, mm-hmm. You don't fucking have... You don't fucking talk about it that long... In, in advance. In advance. Mm-hmm. I bet they were just a bunch of racist cunts. Anyways. Let's get to Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, let's... Uh, Jesus. Why do you have to wreck my fucking weeks like that? Like, we just had Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, Dylan. Give us something that we can use. Come on. Let's... Uh, Bright in our fucking day, Dylan. Tell us something nice. Media runs the world. And it all changed, I think, when the debate between Kennedy and Nixon happened. And first of all, we saw them on television, and that changed everything. Wow. I, I read that, I think, wrong. <laughs> Media runs the world. And it all changed, I think. When the debate between Kennedy and Nixon happened, and first of all, we saw them on television, and that changed everything. That's I, a weird quote. That is That's, a weird it's quote. Like, I, I, you read it fine. It just sounds weird. Maybe like like in person. Yeah, whatever context that was taken out of. Like no one, no one really talks like grammatically properly, mm-hmm. you know, unless. Unless you're like Anthony unless, Hopkins. Unless they're John from Castagas. <laughs> yeah, the media definitely does run the world. It would be interesting. Like, I, do, I wouldn't talk to my parents about anything intelligent, but it, they're the only people I know who get a comment, maybe. 
But they were like, what, 13 when Kennedy and Nixon? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah so around there. As they wouldn't have anything intelligent to say mm-hmm. anything. All right, well, that was fucking horrible. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. It was nice of you to choose one that, like, ended up with their, the fuckers dying. Yeah. That, that just, and like, actually is... getting, yeah, they're not just still sitting on death row. No, you know? like, that's a warm and fuzzy right there. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> the, executing fucking assholes, a gift that keeps on giving. And I just have, like, those who can't see us, uh, no one can see us because we're recording this, but John has on his computer screensaver... The, <laughs> The uh, hot dog sausages from the movie Sausage Party just staring at at me. No no one fucking cares. No one listens after this. All right, I have to go to the washroom. Oh, it's it's the morning, and she just had her (laughs) caffeinated green tea. We can cut that out. (laughs) There's going to be some true crime in a second. All right, okay. (laughs) Nothing like brushing my teeth while I sniff your poop. We'll be we'll be cutting all of that (laughs) out. No, we're not. No, we're not. All right, folks. Have a lovely week. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. You can check us out on YouTube at Catum Concoction. That's C A T A M. C-O-N-C-O-C-T-I-O-N. <laughs> and on Instagram at cast underscore aghast. Remember, there's a silent H. <laughs> <laughs>